0: All right, everybody else, we're going to be in Titus, and I'm serious about that. If you need anything at all, just come see me. Any questions, come see me. I try to keep everything confidential uh, from what people tell me, um, between uh, sometimes people say I'm too confidential, I won't even tell people what store I went to, or, you know, Whatever, I I maybe sometimes get too carried away with that, but I don't want to be the one that blabs information to people. Um, You know, it's hard to control our tongues, but we ought to try. Now it's not our tongues, it's our fingers typing or texting or whatever. But when you find it, Titus chapter 2. When you find it, would you stand with me? I want to read in verse eleven. I just wanted to preach on grace this morning, and uh, try to help us understand grace. The Bible says in verse eleven, "For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared." To all men, to all. That means everybody. That means the whole world. Not just some, not just few, not just selected, not just ones who have, are good people. There are good people in hell today. Are good people. There are great people in hell. Great people in hell today. And uh, it's not about us, though. It's about God and what He did for us. Amen. And we need to find his grace. Let's pray. Lord, thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you for grace, amazing grace. How sweet the sound To save a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. Help us, O oh God, I pray, uh, to to grow in your grace, to understand what grace really is. Thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You may be seated. Uh, there, there was... There's, there's always movements within, within centuries. Um, there was the recently, uh, I guess would be, well, there's always movements, but then the newest, largest movement would be the new ecumenical movement where uh, the, the Roman Catholic Church got together with the um, uh, just different groups and um, kind of merged everything together. Now they actually got together with Islam and merging everything into this one world religion, amen? Well, listen, uh, Baptists are not Protestants. Uh, Baptists are not um, anything other than a group of Bible-believing saved people that are just right here, amen? And that's stand on God's word. That's the definition of what a Baptist is. Uh, it's not a denom- we're not a denomination. We're Baptists. That means we stand on God's word. And that's what Baptist means. Uh, Baptists were never part of, we're not Protestant. Protestants are groups that came out of the Roman Catholic Church um, and therefore got their source from the Roman Catholic Church. Their foundation is of the Roman Catholic Church, which is just man's religion. We're not religious, but you you could have religion, religion's built into you. Religion is built into every person in this world. Wherever you go, you find some type of religion. Uh, But you're going to waste your time if you just go with religion. I mean, I don't want to waste my time. I got better things to do than just try to be some religious person, right? Uh, I don't give up my time on Sundays to play religion. Don't play religion. Don't play uh, this uh, f- fake Christianity life. The word of God is truth. It's real. And if you're going to do anything, do it the right way. How many has ever got work done in their house? And it was you, you, got, you got it done a little cheaper, and you wish you never did. You're like, man, I should have just paid. The, or you bought something. I wish I just would have paid the extra to get that better product. Why? Because you you might have saved some money, but over time you lost out. The price versus cost issue. The price was cheaper, but the cost was more because you lost more over that time. And if you're going to do anything right, do it the Bible way. Do it the Bible way or don't do it at all. Do it the right way or don't do it at all. Uh, You're going to waste your time. You have a life to live. You only have one life. You only have one life. The devil's good at stealing our time. I'll find myself, uh, how easy it is to get lost in the television or on a computer or on your phone. An hour, two hours, three hours, four hours, five. I mean, just sucks your life dry like a big old leech on your back. Just sucking everything. Your time is valuable. Your time is precious Uh, for, for the sake of your family, You know how kids? I heard this. A pastor said this. How do kids spell love? T I M E. Time. Giving your time. Your family. It's important to have time, and a good time. And we all, we all are products of the devil um, taking our life away, taking our time away. But there had. Listen. If you can acknowledge and say, Devil, no more. I need to get up. God, help me. I need help today. You'll find yourself, it's commonplace um, for the devil to get in. How about sin? We're all people. What you struggle with is what I struggle with. I mean, we might have a couple of different struggles. There are some people who get tempted at one thing, uh, but the Bible says it's all common to man. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it's all common. You don't go through anything different. You don't go through anything stronger, all right? The Bible promises, God promises that he won't allow that for you to be tempted above that you are able. So there's no person, some people will say, well, you don't don't understand who I am. Uh, It's that I get tempted more than others may get tempted. No, no. We are all uh, in that same area tempted the same why does some fall further? We just read about, by faith, Moses choosing rather, rather to suffer with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Sin is pleasurable, but only for that little bit of time. Because after that, you start reaping what you sowed. And it's... I'll tell you, the first thing sin brings is emptiness. Feels like you got robbed. Was it pleasurable? Yeah. But it feels like you got robbed. And you did. You got robbed of the, of the fruits that you could have had. You got robbed of the time that you could never get back. And you got robbed um, of, of, of being there for others. Sin hurts others. This doesn't help your, hurt yourself. It hurts others. And if we can collectively um, uh, say that, listen, as people, we're all the same. No one struggles with anything greater. The devil gets all of us. He does. He'll deceive. He robs. He's a thief. He's a liar. And at one point or another, he gets us all. But I want to see here that... Uh, There's something that one may obtain more than the other. There's something that one may grab onto uh, more than the other, and that's called God's grace. The Bible says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. Why are there people going to hell today? The Bible says hell hath enlarged herself. Hell's real. I wish hell wasn't real. I wish people didn't go there. I wouldn't wish my enemies there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that anybody's going to hell, but there are. I don't want to say that. It's terrible. The, the, the realization that somebody will be burning forever and ever and ever without any alleviation. The Bible says immediately when the rich man's body dropped on the floor, the Bible says he was in hell, being in torments, where the worm dieth not, where the fire is not quenched. And for eternity, they will be there with never any hope to get out. And that's terrible. That's terrible. Why would God allow a people, anyone to go there? Why? How can a loving God allow someone to go to hell? Oh, but he didn't. That's why he took our place. He says, I'm not going to let that happen. I don't want it to happen. It means I have to give my own life so that they don't have to be there. And I'll do it. And I'll do it. And he did it. And he did it. The Lord God himself almighty, born of a virgin. What does that mean? Well, our blood line comes from our fathers. Sin passes to every individual through our fathers. When a baby is in the womb, you know, the baby never receives not even one drop of blood from the mother. Uh, The baby receives the nutrients. The baby receives everything it needs to grow from the mother. But the bloodline is built into the DNA of the marrow of the bones. And it's produced through that. Bloodline passes from the fathers to the children. And sin is passed from generation to generation through fathers. That's why uh, the kids take the father's last name. That's why when the family is married, the, the wife takes the husband's last name. Because the blood is passed through the father's. God himself passed the blood through to his son. Amen. The Lord Jesus Christ himself is God in the flesh. Without sin, could Jesus Christ ever sin? No, it's impossible. Was he tempted? Well, in his flesh, of course, he experienced temptation to help us more in our temptation, the Bible says, but it's impossible for God to sin because he's perfect and sinless and holy. And something that is perfect cannot sin. Something that is perfect cannot fall. We were not created perfect. We were created innocent. If we were created perfect, we wouldn't have been able to fall because we're perfect. But let me tell you this. We were created innocent and we messed it up right away. And uh, we still mess up from day to day. But thank God there was men like Noah. When when the Bible says when man's thoughts were evil continually, it's going to be like that when Jesus Christ comes back. Where the Bible says the love, we're headed for February, Valentine's Month. You see hearts everywhere. You can look around the neighborhood. Hearts and, and chocolates and flowers and the little cards, kiss me, and the little hearts, I love you, and, and everything like that. Amen. We, we kind of honor love this month. Amen. But this world knows nothing of love unless they know God. God is love. Without God, you're going to have no Love. God's love, the world that he gave his only begotten son. Amen. God loves. God truly loves. And the Bible says uh, that in the days when when, when Christ shall return, it's going to be like Noah. When man's hearts and his thoughts were just evil continually, just straight wicked. And it's getting to that point. It's getting to that point. And what what restrains man from acting out their thoughts ever think something so terrible? You say, why? Well, how am I able to think that? You ever do something so terrible? You say, man, why did I do that? Why? What, the remorse you had was because of the Holy Spirit of God convicting you. And what restrains you from performing what you thought and you didn't do it was the Holy Spirit of God trying to gather and gain you to himself. You see, grace of God hath appeared to all men. All over the world, God's grace is there. And the same grace that saved our soul, it still speaks. The Bible says that Noah, in that day when it was wicked and evil continually, he didn't just dive headlong and as a result of society, this is what I have to do. Sure, we read about Noah's mistakes But the Bible says that by faith he prepared the ark to the saving of his house. When did it all start? He looked up and he found grace. He's seen God's hand in the midst of a society that was just wicked and evil. He's still seen God's hand. And as Christians, we need to see God's hand. There are some times and days where uh, you, you, you might just want it to end. You've gone through the toughest time of your life. There's days where you messed up so bad, but you get a new day. Why? Because God's grace is there. God's grace is sufficient. There was a movement where uh, people were fearful to talk about God's grace, as if it gave you an excuse to sin. We don't want to talk about God's grace. oh, don't pull out the grace card because the grace card enables you to sin. No, the grace card teaches us not to sin. If anything uh, allows us to sin is the fact that we have a forgiven God, the fact that we have a merciful God, and we know that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But grace uh, will help us not to sin, it goes before we sin, as the Bible says, teaching us. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. All men. That means you are not exempt from God's grace. God's grace is there in your life. Now, everybody else in Noah's day didn't see it. They said, well, that's because they never heard the truth of the Scripture. No, it was there. That's because... Uh, the family they lived in, or the, you know, the, the, the religion they were born in. No, no, it wasn't any of that because God is different than all that. In all of us, we have all that built into us. In all that, we have our sin built into us. But God reigns supreme and his attributes reign supreme. His love is there, his mercy is there. But it took a man like Noah to find it, to find God's grace. And the Bible says, by Uh, For Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And that's why God spared the whole entire world. That's why we're here today. Because Noah found grace. And God gave him the instructions of life. And the Bible says, by faith, he built the ark. That ark is a symbol of the Lord Jesus Christ. That anyone who entered that ark was safe from judgment. Can you imagine a storm coming today? Remember a couple years ago, they called, they said, we're going to get a foot of snow. Uh, If if this magical wind comes down, we're going to get three feet of snow. And we didn't have one snowflake. The meteorologists don't know. But if we do get a nice uh, snowstorm today, you know, the storms in Noah's day, when that rain came down, the Bible says the fountains of the deep broke forth and water was coming out, pouring up. That's how we get the Grand Canyons and all that. They know that. They know that. They don't want to admit it. They don't want to say, why is there uh, ocean life on the highest of mountains that we find? They don't want to admit and say that there was a world of flood and the Bible is true. No, man, because then they're going to have to start believing uh, that they're sinners and that there's a hell and that that there is a God that loves them and, and they're accountable to their God. They don't want to admit that there's a worldwide flood, but there is no way you can disprove it because it is 100% true. And the proofs lie all around. But when the fountains of the deep broke and the water came up and the water came down, what a flood that was. Severe judgment. and killed everything that was outside the ark. Anything that breathed, the Bible says, the ocean life was safe, but anything that breathed there was dead, made sure. All around the world, it was killed because of God's judgment. He said, why would God do such a thing? He gave opportunity. Build the ark. He gave a preacher there, Noah, a preacher of righteousness. All he did was preach Christ, enter the ark. Get, listen, you got to get in the ark. Your family will be saved. You, yeah, but Noah, you don't know what kind of man I am. It doesn't matter. You get in that ark. You don't know what I did in my life. It doesn't matter. You get in that ark. You don't know what my wife did to me. It doesn't matter. You get in that ark and you shall be saved. You don't have to meet certain criteria to get into the ark. There was animals there. You ever smell some of these farm animals? We got these guinea pigs. They smell so bad. Camels and sheep and the elephants. I think there was only one window in that ark. It must have smelled pretty bad. It must have been pretty bad. But it doesn't matter. didn't matter. If you got in, then you got saved. Did it matter what kind of clothes you wore? No. Did it matter uh, the walk of life you lived before you got in? No. You say, I got to clean myself up before I got saved, before I get saved. Judgment is coming. Judgment is coming. All you have to do is step in. You shall be saved. And the Bible says God shut the door of that ark. Noah couldn't open it. He had to wait for God to open it. God shut the door. And so is our salvation. That whosoever believeth on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, they shall be. Be saved. What joyous news that is. That's grace. That God looks down on his people, on his creation. And says, I need, they need some help. And I'm going to do something about it. Why would a loving God uh, send people to hell? Oh, God gave us all opportunity. Not to go there. All opportunity. And it. Why does God allow uh, wicked people to live so long? The Bible says God delighteth not in the death of the wicked. I believe God tries and to give them the furthest extent of life. Sometimes to give them more opportunity before they go to hell. I've known people myself. I've witnessed to people. I remember one guy on the street. My brother was there. I went up to him. I gave him the gospel. I gave him the gospel for a good half hour, preached to him. I said, would you like to receive the Lord Jesus Christ right now? He said, no, I'm going to wait. It was either that night or the next morning he was dead. I can't tell you how many times that has happened in my life when I physically witnessed to somebody and they were dead right afterwards. God is a gracious God who urges people to get saved. It wasn't me. It's the grace of God that is bringing salvation because hell awaits them. Because the waters of hell are coming. And the boat is there. The Lord Jesus Christ and all who enter in, they shall be saved. Why would God send people to hell? Oh, he's doing everything to keep them out. But the Bible says, hell hath enlarged herself. I wonder every time a volcano erupts, as hell giving more space for itself. I wonder. The Bible says, hell hath enlarged herself. Maybe more people, the Bible says, more people are going to hell. Few there be that find the way of salvation. Why? Is it so easy? You know, there was only eight people in the world at that time that got saved. What's, what's so hard about walking onto an ark? What's so hard about getting in there? Just get up and go. Just call on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Now, no, I'd I rather, I rather go to church the rest of my life and chance getting in and work, trying to work getting in. Noah, I'd rather try swimming than getting onto your ark. You're not going to make it. Noah, I'd rather build me this little life. You're not going to make it. The grace of God hath appeared to all men. You know, the grace of God is there that brought salvation, but it's also there to help us live the way God wants us to. Look in chapter 1, verse 16. The Bible says, They profess that they know God, But in works, they deny him. Being abominable and disobedient and unto every good work reprobate. You're in the ark. Imagine Noah's eight sons. Imagine how much work there was to be done in that ark. Keeping those animals good. Keeping the animals fed. I bet you they all pitched in. I bet you uh, there wasn't any of his boys, Ham, Sham, or Japheth, sitting down, or or their wives, or Noah's wives. They were busy. They stayed busy. They stayed busy because they had to. You know, God gives us grace to do the things. We all have hopes. You ever make it through the toughest day of your life, or a tough situation, or a trial, There's people out in this world, let let me tell you this. There's always somebody that's going through something worse than you are. Some horrific stories were just, remember the kids in the trailer park that we used to pick up? Horrific stories, things that the kids ought not to even be talking about. And they're telling us stories of what they've been through already. There's always some worse situation. But somehow yet they make it through. God's grace is there. God's grace is is his presence, his hand that's helping you and leading you and pointing the way. When you need an extra hand in life, he's there. When you need a hug and and, and you're down, he's there. But it takes you looking up and acknowledging. How can you fall from the grace of God? Not acknowledging that he's the one doing it for you. I'm getting through life because I'm just a strong person. No, you're not. There's going to be a battle that faces you that'll bring you right down to your knees. There's always something. There's always a weak point to every person, but God is not weak. And his grace is there to sustain you and help you and strengthen you and comfort you and give you the love and blessing you need to get you through. And somehow you get through. Don't say it's you. I'm a strong, independent person. No, that's the grace of God. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. That saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. How'd you get saved? I'm a dirty old sinner. Going to hell. And Christ came to me and I got saved. I just walked on that boat. That's all I did. I couldn't bring anything. I crawled on it. You can do whatever you want, hands and knees, crawling, wheelchair, whatever you got to do to get in that ship, you get in there. And whatever you got to do to acknowledge God's loving hand in your life from day to day, you do it. Don't let the devil steal you any longer. He's a robber. Don't fall from God's grace. Acknowledge God's hand in your life every day. God will help you. It's God who gets you through the trials. It's God who sustains you. It's God who gives you the strength to even work from day to day. I've seen, uh, I've been in some houses where a big old strong man, and he's going through a time of his life, maybe a midlife crisis. Anybody, any guys go through a midlife crisis? You get a, a new hot rod or a motorcycle or... Empty the bank account on something stupid, like a boat, right? Whatever it is, whatever it is right? You got to do something. Um, big old strong guy just sitting on the couch. Wife can't get him up. Going through some issues. Men don't have any strength when their hearts fail them. Men don't have any strength when they lose purpose to even live. What strength does a man have? God gives us strength from day to day. God gives us a heart to keep going, a will. Listen, God's grace is there. And that same grace that saved your soul is the same grace that'll make you whole. It's the same grace that'll keep you walking. It's the same grace that'll keep you going. It's the same grace that'll help you be the mother you can't be the father you can't be, and the Christian you can't be. But by God's grace, you can do it. Don't fall from the grace of God. Stop resisting God's grace and God's hand and acknowledge that he is not a God that's high and and far away, but he's there. He's nigh thee, the Bible says. He walks with you and leads you by your hand. And he wants you to to talk with him from day to day and, and acknowledge that he's your God. Would you look up? Would you look up and say, God, I know you're with me today. Would you help me be the man I want, I, you want me to be? Would you help me be the woman you want me to be? Would you help me be the Christian you're calling me to be? God, I'm not saved. I want to get in that ark. Your grace has appeared. I need to get saved. Or would you be like those who reject it? Acknowledge God's grace today. The Bible says as sin abounds, grace doth much more abound. There's nothing that can overtake God's grace. No matter how wicked this world gets, no matter how uh, deteriorated your life may become, no matter how of a slump you may go far in, God's grace is there. The moment you look up to get you out, that's God's grace. Acknowledge how good God is in your life. Acknowledge how good God's grace is. God's grace is going to be like the snowstorm. You see that snow coming down? Everywhere. Everywhere. And by the time I'm done preaching this message, it's going to be a foot deep. And we're all going to be stuck in God's grace. That's God's grace. Everywhere. As as your trials abound, grace doth much more abound as your own flesh takes hold on you in a sin that feels like you can't get out, God's grace abounds. Only Noah at that time looked up and said, God, I see you. Through the midst of everything, I see God's hand still. Through the midst of my trial, how is it yet I'm still moving forward? It must be God. What a good God I serve. Would you acknowledge him today in his grace? Let's pray. Father, I want to ask you for your help today. Lord, I fear, always fear, Lord, that somebody is not in New York, Lord, and there is rain about to fall. The moment you shut that door, that's the time. It's too late. I want to ask, every head bowed, every eye closed, if there is somebody in here that does not know that they're going to heaven, you are not saved, just you and me, nobody's looking around, would you just slip your hand up, say, Pastor, pray for me. I know I'm not saved. I know I'm not in that ark. Would you pray for me? Every head bowed, every eye closed. I just want to pray. I'm not going to point you out. am not going to call you out. I just want to pray for you. Just slip your hand up. Anybody like that? I'm going to assume everybody's saved in here. Hey, Pastor, has the piano, please, Jesse? Hey, Pastor, I've been letting things that are too big for me to take hold of my life. Sin, problems, people, whatever the case may be. And I have forgotten how big my God is and that his grace hasn't left me. I've just been ignoring it. The grace of God has appeared to all of us. None of us are exempt. But have you fallen from it? The Bible commands us to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. You've been missing out. Because you've not seen God's grace in your life, you've been missing out on giving God the praise for all the great things he's done. Because you've not seen God's grace in your life, you've been carrying a weight that you can no longer carry. From this point on, I promise you, I promise you, if, if you allow God's grace to abound in your life, you will be free from the cares and worries that life brings, casting all your cares upon him for he cared for you. We serve a great God, we serve a big God. Would you allow him? Would you allow his grace to shine forth and break through that storm in your life? Would you allow his grace to overpower your sin as grace abounds greater? Would you allow your God's grace in your life to make you the husband or wife, man or woman that God would have you be that you think you can? God knows how to pick up our slack. God knows how to meet you where you're at. I want to encourage you to meet God where he's at. Let's all stand. If God has spoke to your heart, would you come down and pray? You say, God, I want to acknowledge your grace today. If your grace would allow me to be who you want me to be, to be the Christian you're calling me to be, no longer I'm going to ignore your grace. No longer am I going to ignore your presence in my life from day to day. Please, oh God, let your grace abound in me. As sin abounds, grace doth much more abound. Don't stop it. You don't have to let sin abound in your life anymore. You think it's an addiction. You've not met grace yet. I've known alcoholics and drug addicts. The moment they got saved, it was taken from them. What we struggle with is, you no longer have to struggle with. God gives grace. So I can't get through all oh, you've gotten through already. God's give you, given you a hint of his grace. Now get all of it. Acknowledge him, grow in his grace. See how good of a God you serve. Get your own stories of how good God is. You hear the stories? Get your own story now. I serve a great God. I serve a powerful God. What's your definition of God's grace? Is it as strong as they say? get God's grace. Father in heaven, oh God, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for all your attributes, Lord. If there's anyone we need is you. We need more of you. Lord, this world is getting colder and darker. Oh God, help us to look up now. It's time for your people to be looking up. For our redemption draweth nigh. I pray, oh God, that you'll give us grace, Lord, each day this week to look up, to be who you are calling us to be, to be who, Lord, you saved us to be. We are your children. Help us to act like it. Lord, if my kids were acting a certain way, Lord, they get punished. Lord, help us to act how you want us to act. We're children of the King, children of God now. I pray, Lord. Father, we we want the riches of being children of the king, but Lord, help us to conduct ourselves like it. Father, I thank you for your grace and all you've done for us. You're a great God. You're an amazing Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you. I hope you have a beautiful week. Remember, if you need anything, let me know. And... Be safe driving out there. The roads are going to be a little slippery. Also, please come for our Wednesday night service. Try to make it. Our Wednesday night service. How many has ever ran out of gas on the street? Right? I promise you this. Spiritually, you'll run out of gas if you wait till next Sunday. Wednesday, oh, it's so hard to get out of work at 6. i got to be at church at 7. Once you're there, it's an indescribable feeling. You feel so refreshed. You feel like your tank got filled and you're ready to go. Just try it. Just try it. Try and make it out. Amen. God bless you.